0: it's not telling them the journey and letting them go on it on their own and seeing what mistakes they make it's taking them with you that's all that leadership is and if and if you can get that into your head then i think you will be a much more effective leader
1: welcome to this week's bonus edition of the john norman leadership podcast, bringing you great content on the last Thursday of every month. And be sure to hit subscribe. Uh, Every time we create more content, it will go directly to you. Just want to add a little context to today's podcast. We are still in the middle of a global pandemic. So the guest today and the things we're talking about is to really help us navigate through uh, this tricky time. And I want to say a special welcome to our guest today, a great friend, great dad, great husband and leader, Jake Humphreys. Jake is a dynamic leader and a great communicator. He is best known for being the main sports presenter with uh, BT, formerly uh, on Formula One. However, Jake is also a business owner with his production uh, agency whisper tv he also has his own leadership podcast high performance leadership and we'll give you more details on that later in the show but really is an honor and a privilege to have jake with us on the show today thanks for coming on thanks mate,
0: mate. lovely to see you what kind words did, did my wife write those for you
1: yeah she sent them in this morning <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it really is, honor, it is an honour to have you here. And, you know, nice. you have faced many leadership lessons throughout a very successful career, Jake. And uh, I want to just really dig into some of those lessons and really find out some of some of the uh, education that you, you, you've you gone through. So uh, how are you, first of all?
0: Yeah, I'm great. Thanks very much. Yeah, I feel extremely blessed to be living in the beautiful Norfolk countryside during what, as you have already mentioned, is a really difficult time. Um And i'm a firm believer in always looking for the positive if you can find it and there was definitely some huge challenges relating to um the coronavirus both professionally and personally um but i feel that as we sort of slowly creep out of this Mm. um that things are in a good place and and i really hope that um i hope many other people are able to to have that same experience
1: yeah and you know this this podcast like your podcast jake is aim to equip and empower leaders to lead better in whatever the sphere, whether it is in the sporting world, whether it's in, uh, you know, in business, the the arts, uh, and you're a high capacity leader. How have you managed to keep yourself well through what has probably been one of the most unsettling
0: seasons we've ever faced? I think it comes back to the core values that my parents gave me growing up. And there was was two things that they gave me as a kid. And it's a sort of family phrase that we use there. And it's a family phrase I use with my kids now and it is roots and wings Mm. and I think that as a parent the number one thing you can equip your child with is both of those and my parents did that for me so they gave me the wings to go out and to believe that anything was possible and to go to London as a kid from a small village in Norfolk you know just to go off and believe I could be a TV presenter and end up working for the BBC and then BT Sport and and all of those amazing things but at the same time Mm. The roots are what connects you to the really important fundamentals of your life. And for me, the fundamentals of my life, the single most important things are my great friends and my great family. And that was why moving back to Norfolk was probably one of the most important things that we did as a family. We came back home in 2016 and I'd been in London since 1999. So I'd been in London The best part of 20 years Mm. so i've actually spent more time in london than i had in norfolk where we live now but we just felt that amongst the kind of it's a living in my world is a little bit like going to the fun fair like it's brilliant and it's bright and light and loud and there's loads of attractions everywhere you look and but at the same time after a couple of hours in the fun fair you can get quite tired all right and you want to go home um and we felt like that and it's lovely now that we get to dip into that funfair but then also come back and I think my advice to anyone listening to this is to absolutely live your dreams to be expansive to do the the stuff you've always dreamed of, to absolutely have no limitations but just make sure that at the centre of it whatever is right at the middle of it is real like you can't have what I would describe as quite transient relationships, which is what you get in broadcasting because you're I was fully plugged into my life at kids TV. Then I was fully yeah. plugged into Formula One. Now I'm fully plugged into football. And I think it's something we all have to accept. Right. Is that relationships come and go. You can't hold on to relationships forever. And there's no bad thing. And we shouldn't be worried about that you should accept that that's the way the world works and that people will pass through your lives and you will lift each other up and you'll give each other great things and you will go one way and they will go another and that is cool but make sure at the center of it is that foundation that never leaves which are those lifelong friends and your family and with that i kind of feel relatively invincible that as long as i've got what i call true honesty at home then, then i'm okay
1: yeah, I, I've heard that said that success begins at home. And it's yeah. so true. Success isn't just what you, you know, what you have, but who you have in your life. And I think you've proven that, Jake. And personally,
0: what's COVID taught you? What, what has that taught you as an individual, as a leader? I think it's taught me a lot about the people around me. Um, broadcasting and TV can be pretty ruthless. Wow. And we've always tried to do the right thing. And I think that we live in a world now where... It's almost never been harder to be yourself because it's never been easier for everyone to pass an opinion about you because of social media and all the other things. So there's always a lot of talk on social media. People are always telling you what they're going to do and what they think. And I think we have to be very careful about comparing a, a whole spectrum and a whole picture of our own lives to other people's very carefully curated 15 second edits of what their life looks like and wow, thinking hold oh, yeah. on a minute why is why is that life so amazing and mine isn't well guess what you've not you're not seeing their life you're comparing reality to created content so we've got to be very careful there and that's why i've always tried to say to the to the guys at my production company whisper and the people in my life and the people I work with is that this is it's not about what we say it's about what we do that is the single Brilliant. most important thing and when the coronavirus pandemic hit and i'll be you know totally frank and open here our production company which produces primarily sports content overnight we lost tens of millions of pounds worth of income but we've got almost 100 people relying on us to pay their mortgages. And the single most important thing for us is that those people still had a job Mm. and still had a company to come and work for at the end of the shutdown. And to his incredible credit, our CEO, a guy called Sunil Patel, he immediately said, right, I'm going to take no salary. And he isn't a multi-millionaire or anything Mm. like that. He earns a good wage. But he said, right, I'm going to take nothing because there'll be staff here who are really financially struggling. Either they'll be earning less or their partners are earning Mm. less. So for the whole shutdown, I take no salary and what I would have earned gets passed around to the people at Whisper who need it. Incredible. And then I put aside a pot of my own money and I just sent a sort of direct message, a video actually, to all of the staff at Whisper and it was shared to each of them individually just to say, look, whatever's going on in your world, just pick up the phone, speak to me because if it is financial then I know that we can do something about that. We can take away some of that pain. So please don't be embarrassed. Um, Don't be too proud. Let's have a conversation and I'm happy to pass my money to you to make your life easier in what is a really difficult time. And then finally on the the mental health side, which is really important for us at Whisper, um, we're part owned by Sony and they have a really strong and well-run well-funded mental health program and they allowed us full access to that so it basically became about protecting and looking after our people and I'm really proud because I think that in when times are good everyone can do good things because it's easy to do good things when times are good when it's difficult I think that's the true test of people and I was very very proud of how as a business particularly with our leader Sunil how we came through yeah it's brilliant
1: Jake and full credit to the way you've handled and led that I think it's going to inspire other leaders to go hey you know, this is, this is a way that we can keep people on board and, you know, the respect and the loyalty that you're going to gain through, through that leadership. So just, just we're going to change angles a little bit. You know, we live in a, a society that craves instant success. And we yeah. both know, Jake, that leadership isn't sexy. In fact, it's, it's hard work. And many people wouldn't be aware of your journey. Um, they would just see your success. Can you paint a picture a little bit of where you've come from and maybe some of the setbacks, the knockbacks that you've experienced so people can really understand not just Jake the Jake they see on TV or, you know, the Jake they see on social media, but actually the sacrifices and how how long and how far it's taken you to get where you're at?
0: I mean, my first message to people would be um, embrace failure. You know, I often say, fail often, fail early and fail forwards. And... It's really important, failing early is key because when you start on a journey, if it's the wrong one, you need to fail quickly to realize you need to change your path. Failing often is also vital because as soon as you stop failing often, it means that basically you're not pushing yourself into that really important part of your life where actually failure is almost inevitable. You need to get really, really comfortable with failure. You need to accept it and you need to know it's gonna happen. Um, So you fail early, you fail often, but crucially, you fail forwards. So you learn from the failure. Yeah, That's the most important one is fail forwards. Um, and really, failure creates success. My entire life has been built on failing. And there'll be people listening to this going, yeah, but I, I don't really understand how failure improves you. And I always use the analogy of being in the gym. Like, what does your personal trainer say? Right, I want you to, to finish off. I want you to do um, curls to failure. Well, why does he ask you to do that? Because the failure is where the growth is. That's where you're building the muscles. That's where you're building Mm. your armor, where you're pushing yourself forward. So you might manage six on the Wednesday and you fail at six. Mm. And on the Friday, you're back in the gym and you manage eight. And then a week later, you manage 12. And it's the failure that's helped you to grow. And really, John, my entire career, my life has been built on failure and I have failed often, but I've made sure I've always fell forwards. Wow! So I failed my A-levels. I got an E, an N, and a U. The day that I returned to school, I had a letter from a local TV company called Rapture Television, and they were looking for media students or politics students to go in and be on a TV show. Now, if I hadn't failed my A-levels, I'd have been with the many thousands of other people studying media at university, but I wasn't. I was mm. back at school, and before I knew it, I was doing work experience at a place called Rapture Television. They then offered me a job. And I remember it vividly, £5,750 a year I was earning. Um, and I never went to university. I went straight from passing my A-levels, second time around, because I learned from the failure, and got a job at Rapture. And that led me to going to the BBC in London and working on kids' telly. But then again, I had a big conversation with someone at BBC Sport in about 2007, where I said I really want to be the next Des Lynam I want to be the sports presenter for the BBC and this and we had a conversation and it transpired that I didn't have any journalistic qualifications I'd never played sport to a high level and the parting words from the person were we don't employ people like you <laughs> now that leads me on to the next lesson wow. and this is something that I'm really really hot on and I'd love to just talk about it for a couple of minutes yeah, fault yeah. versus responsibility We spend our lives Mm. looking for excuses. We spend our lives searching for fault. And I'm talking about fault that is absolutely not your fault, but it's still your responsibility to deal with the setback. So good. So whether um, you suffer an injury, that means you can't be a top-level sports person, whether you suffer a personal trauma or a relationship breakdown whether you have always dreamed of an amazing job and you don't get it, whether you have real issues with people in the workplace, whether you're in a financial situation where you don't believe that you can go and achieve what you want to. Many of those things, if not all of those things, might not be your fault, but they're absolutely your responsibility to still deal with them. And I I understand that sometimes that can feel almost quite harsh and quite brutal, but it's because There's no benefit to not taking responsibility. Because as soon as you say, right, I am not 100% responsible for my life, you're effectively giving up control. And I'm not saying that any of these things are your fault. And it's not about looking for blame. It's about really moving beyond blame. So you never blame anyone, not even yourself. There is no blame attributed. It's about taking the responsibility to still live the life you want, Achieve the dreams that you want and get where you want to go. So it, let, let's be quite frank, I didn't work hard enough for my A-levels, right? But there was no point in me attaching fault to myself or anybody else for my A-level failure. The responsibility was on dealing with that and moving forward. It wasn't really my fault that the lady that I spoke to said to me, we don't employ people like you. But it was still my responsibility to deal with that. There was no point me dwelling on what she'd said and blaming her and apportioning blame to somebody else. Because all you're doing Mm. if you don't take 100% responsibility for every, and I mean every tiny facet of your life, if there's someone difficult around you, blame yourself. Take responsibility for how you can deal with that person better and make it a positive experience dealing with them. And I'm not talking about taking responsibility for 50% of your time, 75% of your time, or even 99% of your time. I'm talking about taking responsibility for 100% of your life, every tiny, minuscule part of your life. Because as soon as you do that, then you're in control. And once you're in control, then you can achieve whatever you like. At that point, success simply becomes a choice. How, how do you personally respond when you make
1: a mistake? Because obviously, you, you know, you, you, have, you have obviously made mistakes on live television all the time. and you put all your the foot time. in it or mm. forgot to say something. How do you, first of all, how do you internalize that? And then how do you respond? Because people are listening to this leaders, leading lead businesses, mm. leading churches, and we make mistakes. We're human. But how can
0: we get up again? How do we respond? So I love a new day. And I'm really good at saying, right, that was awful. I've had a bad day. I've messed up, but I think I know what I did wrong. I definitely am not going to do that again. It doesn't mean I'm not going to fail again because I'll fail at something else, but I won't make that same failure again. And tomorrow morning when I wake up, the rest of my life is ahead of me. And that's a great thing.
1: Would you be honest enough to admit a mistake you've made? A big one.
0: 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You have to, John. Otherwise, how are you... How are you ever learning? And I definitely daily make mistakes. Yeah. Definitely. Make mistakes every single day. I say things every day I think, ah, maybe I shouldn't have said that.
1: So refreshing to hear a leader of your caliber and the influence you have just putting your hands up and say, hey, I'll make mistakes. It's really going to help a lot of people. You just touched on social media there. How do you handle that? So you make a mistake, you're traveling yeah. home, say, from Anfield, you're flicking through your phone and someone, you know, unless we won't use the profanities, but I've, you know, you've showed me them. I see yeah. them the barrage of abuse that you get. Um, How do you handle that?
0: I would say it's the single biggest source of stress in my life. Wow. Social media sort of criticism and aggression and people relishing in other people's failure. Um, Sometimes I wish I could say to them, listen, I don't mind because you are relishing and loving the fact that I failed, but I know that that's not a bad thing that I've made a mistake and I won't make the same mistake again. I just think it's... I just think it's really sad that we live in a world where people are, are sitting and waiting to go and have a pop at somebody. And the best bit of advice I was ever given, and I always give this advice now to other people on, on social media, is um, is that it's not about you. So when someone sees me it's make good. a mistake on the television and they just come at me and say, oh, you said this, or you were biased against this team, or you messed up your words, or you didn't get this fact right or whatever, is not about me. But in the sort of spirit of taking responsibility i've decided that my responsibility is to counteract the negativity so you will probably see across my social media i've will ever either very rarely but if i do it then it's a mistake i hope to never put something out that is a direct hit or a go or a pop at somebody because i like to think that i can add to the positivity on those platforms
1: yeah, and if you don't follow Jake, you need to follow him on his Twitter and his Instagram because every morning you wake up, there's a, a positive message. It's a it's a word of encouragement to get you going. I, I know it helps me. Do you think what you have just said not just translates over social media, but also in the workplace? So when people are angry at work, in the office, I know a lot of people are... And working from home at the moment but when mm. you've got you know someone maybe who, who who doesn't respond well in the office do you think again it's not so much about you as the leader but maybe what's going on in them and uh, we again have that responsibility not almost to get sucked into that vacuum yeah
0: yeah and if there are and if there are leaders in, in workplaces listening to this and there are people in those workplaces that are negative or aren't adding to a positive vibe or they're not driving the business in the right direction don't blame them, blame yourself, okay. take the responsibility because you're the leader in that place. And I, and I used to think that leadership was one thing, then I realized it was something else. I used to think that leadership was being in charge, making the decisions, telling people the direction we're gonna go in and using a phrase which is, which is pretty common in football, which is FIFO, fit in or F off, right? Mm. That's what I used to think leadership was about. You create a culture and you fit in or you don't. I don't believe that anymore. I believe that leadership, and this is the the single biggest leadership lesson from my perspective, leadership is simply taking people on the journey with you. It's not telling them the journey and letting them go on it on their own and seeing what mistakes they make. It's taking them with you. That's all that leadership is. And And if you can get that into your head then I think you will be a much more effective leader. So good, Jake. And we're going to kind of bring this to a
1: close now, but you're you're a business owner and we've talked about some of the challenges. We've talked about some of your response to those challenges, but how are you staying optimistic? And what would you say to people? Maybe literally they're hanging on right now to their business. Maybe their staff have been furloughed and you know it really is, it's tough for people out there
0: i would say that um first of all i stand with you and i understand how difficult this is at the moment and i there are real real genuine challenges however the single biggest thing you can do in a situation like this is talk and share and seek solutions what you can't do is sit and wait for this to blow over. You have to take action. Again, it really comes back to 100% responsibility. So if you're a a leader in any field and you have issues, make today the day you deal with those issues. Don't just think, I think over time things will get better. Hmm. Sit down. And one of the the great lessons that that I've learned over the years from high performing individuals is that they're trying to get from A to Y, but they're going to have to go through every letter to get there. It's not about going from A to Y in one step. It's about going to B, then to C, then really to D, then to E. So sit down and go, right, what do I want? What's the, what's the source of my stress? What's the issue with my business? What's the problem in front of me? Right, I know. I know what it is. It's that. But I can't go from where I am to there. I can't solve this in one step. So what are the small, incremental steps that I'm going to take? One of the phrases that is used a lot in Formula One, John, is marginal gains, which is breaking everything in your world down to a thousand pieces. And instead of trying to improve the whole thing in one go, break it down to a thousand pieces and improve each of those thousand pieces. When you put it all back together, when you find that there's a thousand better things suddenly, just because you've broken it down, so please, break your life and your business and your issues down into small chunks deal with those small chunks but also speak to people now this might be um, slightly unrealistic in some people's eyes I I choose though to believe that we have never lived in a better world I think that we have a perception that it's no better than it's ever been mm. because I think that the media love to feed us with negative news stories and so I guess true. it's almost it's almost inside us to to want to hear those negative news stories because it's almost in our psyche as human beings to want to know what's bad so I can avoid what's bad. It's almost, it's written into us. It's the survival instinct, right? Yeah, yeah. But there is loads of good out there. There's loads that has to improve. There's loads that has to be better. You know, we're seeing still horrendous things happening around the world, Hmm. but there is so much good as well. And I just, I like to, to believe that most people are good people want them to do good things for their friends their family and their community and you can find them if you seek them out and you have a great personal relationship with them then you can find those people and they will help you so I wish you all the positivity in the world I wish you all the blessings I wish you all the luck and I promise you that if you take 100% responsibility if you accept failure if you take people with you, if you create personal relationships, then you will be okay.
1: Absolutely fantastic. We're going to finish here, but just before we do, you've recently launched an incredible leadership podcast, High Performance. And we're going to put the links on the, uh, on the podcast so people can view or watch fantastic. on my channel. But tell us a little bit more about the podcast, the vision you have for it moving forward and you know, ways people can engage.
0: Yeah, thanks, John. Um, you can follow us on High Performance on Instagram, or you can find me, Jake Humphrey, on Instagram. And really, the High Performance podcast is the years that I've spent with high-performing individuals. I just love spending time with sports people who operate at an incredibly high level. And I think that everyone can learn from it. They are It's not a secret. They're just tricks and tips. And I want people to listen to the pod and feel they can live a more high performance life for it so it's relatively simple um because i'm no expert um i have damien hughes who is a professor alongside me he's he is an expert in high performing cultures he's an amazing guy um and we host it together and it's been as you mentioned at the start it's the currently the number one sports pod in india south africa across huge ways of the Caribbean, lots of countries in Europe. So I think people want this. They want this positivity, you know? Um, And that's my final message. Just spread positivity. What's the point? Putting anything negative out there. Don't feed the negativity. So good, Jake. And
1: yeah, I I think what's happened today is we lifted the level of our leadership. Others are going to rise around us. So really do appreciate your time, your honesty, transparency and just, you know, depositing such gold on the listeners today and the viewers. So thanks, mate. Appreciate it. All the best cheering you on on your journey as well. God bless, mate. Love you. Top man. Thank you so much, John. I'd value your commitment by liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it, commenting on it and sharing it with your teams. Remember, you are your only limit and this podcast is to lift the level of your leadership and as you rise, others will rise around you.